Well, hello, everybody. This is Pastors Jack and Michelle Pigeon coming to you from West Houston Christian Center. Uh, it's our midweek service. It's time for Bible study. Get your Bibles, your notebooks, and we are going to continue our study of the Holy Spirit. Many of you know me uh, from hosting the show, but this is my beautiful wife of almost 25 years, Pastor Michelle Pigeon. Pastor Michelle, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I am married to the most wonderful pastor in the world, and I'm so glad to be here today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I am born and raised on the East Coast and have been here in Texas for about 25 years and married to Jack for about the same, Pastor Jack, for about the same amount of time. So I am blessed to be a blessing, and I am here to just hear and glean from him and share a few insights and hopefully be a blessing to you. Amen. Michelle and I have been the senior pastors now at West Houston Christian Center for almost about 18 months. And Michelle's duties range from she kind of helped re-pioneer our children's department and our super kids department. She is in charge of everything from infant all the way up to our super kids and uh, has served in multiple capacities here at the church. She currently serves on our praise team. She's our wedding coordinator. Uh, she has taken over our prayer ministry and those types of things and has really come in and helped me in multiple areas and uh, getting our Meals on Wheels program and just all the little things that churches do. Michelle has come in and done an excellent job and has been a blessing to me and many of you in the body. She prays for you. She prays for us. And uh, I'm happy and blessed that it all worked out where she could come and do a show or two with me for our midweek service. So uh, there was really one main reason that I thought about Pastor Michelle, because today we're going to be discussing the gift of faith. And uh, as we have discussed, all of the gifts of the Spirit, you know, these are supernatural gifts given by God to the church for the edification of the church, for the building up of the church. Um, these are not gifts that faded away in any way, shape or form. These are gifts that were needed back at the inception of the church, back in uh, the book of Acts and, uh, and that early church. But uh, West Houston Christian Center needs these gifts in operation today. And we feel and we know that if you want to see something manifest in your church, that you need to preach and teach about it. Nothing just happens on its own. So we're trying to be intentional about preaching and teaching on the gifts. And I'll be honest, I have seen an increase in the gifts of the Spirit in our Sunday morning services. And so we're just want to keep going and keep learning about them. Uh, let me give you just a little brief synopsis of the gift of faith. Uh, it says, those who possess the gift of faith believe God in such a way that he honors their word as his own. And he is miraculously and he miraculously brings it to pass. I'll read that again. Those who possess the gift of faith believe God in such a way that he honors their word as his own. And he miraculously brings it to pass. What we're moving into is we're moving out of the three gifts that uh, reveal something, and that's word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. And now we're moving into what have been categorized, I guess, as the power gifts. And we're going to get into the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, and the third gift of power would be which one? The gift of faith, the working of miracles, and healing. The gifts, gifts of healing. Of healing. Yes, the gifts of healing. He tried to catch me there, and I was like, not ready for that question. Sorry about that. <laughs> the gift of faith is a supernatural gift, not a natural gift, that the Spirit gives to the believer so that he may receive 
miracles. And real briefly, and this is kind of what I wanted Pastor Michelle, I've seen Pastor Michelle operate in this gift on multiple occasions. And just to give you a little background for this gift and with her, we had a son, Jack, and we still do today. And Jack was born how many weeks early? About six weeks. He was born about six weeks early. And I saw Pastor Michelle shift into this gift of faith for her son. And uh, just share a little bit about that. Well, before I do, I'll just say that by understanding, faith is a moral conviction of religious truths. So faith is one thing. The gift of faith is a new and additional supernatural thing that the Lord gives us as he wills. And so as I learned about faith, I knew how to apply faith and use it in any situation based on studying the word and hearing the word and building up my faith in any area. But when Jack, Jack, I call him Jack, Jack, was born, he came really early and you don't need to know all the details, but it wasn't anything terrible. I think I actually just ate some wrong food and didn't go quickly enough to the hospital to sort of calm my body back into a place of waiting to have the baby at the appropriate time, thinking, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then sure enough, by the time I did go to the hospital, they were like, oh, yep, you're going to have this baby. So Jack-Jack was born very early, and they were unfortunately just speaking factual because that's what they're trained to do. And they kept saying, we're going to have to rush him downtown. He's not even going to be five pounds. He's this, that, this. And for some reason, I had this overwhelming knowing, which I do believe was the gift of faith, that God was able to do the exact opposite of the facts That's with good. the truth from the word of God. Amen. So I began to speak out loud to the nurses. It's okay. It's okay. He'll be a, a good weight. Don't worry about that. He'll not have to go downtown and just began to continue to calm them down by operating in the gift of faith. Well, one thing that we can share about the gifts of the spirit is that the reason that they are sort of categorized in three areas is because they sometimes work together. Well, the gift of faith often will work with the, um, is it called the gift of miracles? Mm -hmm. Gift of miracles. It's the gifts of faith, the working, it's the working of miracles. Right. Okay, so it's the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healing. Well, sometimes you need all three, especially if we're going to do something like raising the dead. But in this situation, I did need all three. I needed a, a creative miracle for Jack Jack because sometimes at that place, their lungs haven't quite developed if they're six weeks early. So, and I didn't really know all of this in the natural. That's why the supernatural had come in because I was going into this situation by faith, but I needed to be able to have a higher realm of supernatural help to, to get the victory in a situation that, that sort of naturally might've been impossible. So not only was I speaking faith in and calming this nurse down, but as I had Jack Jack and he came out and he was almost exactly five pounds, just like a smidgen under five pounds. They did not have to do anything that they thought they were going to have to do. But I also stayed there and was continually speaking the word over my baby. I was um, able to go home after a certain point because they wanted to watch him, but I would go home, take care of my other little girl, Emily. I have three beautiful children. Emily was my first, then Jack, and then Luke. But I would go home and take care of her and get her all ready in the morning and bring her up and spend the whole day up there, then bring her back to her dad, put her to sleep, and he would watch her as she slept. And I'd go back up to the hospital and stay there all night. And I was just speaking the word. It was a supernatural thing. And it was so supernatural that I was doing this for two straight weeks, night and day. And I was sleeping. I was sleeping at the hospital, but I was able to do something that normally a woman who's just had a baby is not able to do, to be able to take care of a child 
out and go back and forth and be up there. And I was continually speaking the word. And I'm not trying to take any credit. It was the supernatural gift of faith and the miracles coming together. And so not only was he fully a good weight, but he fully recovered, has really had no abnormality or dysfunction or deformity of any kind. And God did a miracle. Yeah, he really did. And I really watched Pastor Michelle who wasn't Pastor Michelle at that time. We were just recently on staff here at the church and, you know, Jack's 21 years old, uh, 21 years old. Correct. And so, you know, we had just come from Bible school and, you know, we've, we've grown leaps and bounds, you know, yeah. in our faith and what we believe and feeding our faith <laughs> and operating in faith. And so it's not like we were coming out of 50 years of standing and working in faith That's when good, this happened. Yeah. And, you know, when it happens to one of your children, you have a more of a vested interest in it also. And I saw something supernatural come on Michelle for those two weeks where she was, um, you know, I'm at home with Emily. I'm still working a full-time job. She would come and go to the hospital. I would bring Emily to her when I could. I would come up and see Luke. But we were supernaturally operating for a couple of weeks until Luke, um, until Jack was able to come home. And uh, it was really supernatural how it happened and uh, really saw that gift take place. I think one of the ways for us to talk about what the gift of faith is, is we have to kind of talk about what the faith of gift, the the gift (laughs) of faith is not. And, um, you know, we have both done research. The Bible talks about many different types of faith. And uh, we're talking about the gift of faith. And um, different authors and different um, leaders that we've listened to have what they consider to be different categories of faith. And I think what happens when we start trying to separate these things out is that for some reason we make one look better or worse than the other. In reality, they're not. And when we're talking about faith, we're talking about faith. Faith is, you know, from God. And uh, when we try to categorize it, sometimes I hope we don't lose any of its power, any of its importance, any of its place by us separating it and trying to talk about it. And so, you know, when we all got saved, we all got saved by faith. And uh, what the Bible calls or what different authors and different leaders have called saving faith. And that saving faith we were taught comes when um, each and every one of us, when we got born again, someone had to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ with us. And, uh, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So someone shared with us who Jesus was from the Bible. We believed it. That's correct. Uh, we accepted Jesus into our hearts and we were born again. And so people like Brother Hagen, Smith Wigglesworth, other authors, uh, other theologians, they like to call this saving faith. And so we were saved. The next category we would get into would be talking about the measure of faith. And sometimes that can be You know, did you have a measure of faith when you got saved? Did you have a measure of faith? It's the same faith, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. What what do you think about that? Well, sometimes I I feel the strength of conviction that that measure of faith is given to us, maybe even at birth. But but there are a lot of people that do believe that you don't get that until you are born again. What I do know is that people of old and, and our forefathers and Abraham they had faith, and, and Hebrews 11 tells us about so many of our, the patriarchs that had faith in God. But I know each of us gets a, an, a measure of faith within salvation as well, because we get the very character of God inside of us. And 
that includes this, the fruit of the Spirit, which there's nine fruits of the Spirit and there's nine gifts of the Spirit. Amen. We get the fruit of the Spirit when we're born again and God comes to dwell as we've received his Savior in our spirit. He's a spirit dwelling in our spirit. So we get his character and of his character, there are nine fruits and one of them is faith or faithfulness, but it's spoken of as faith in the King James Version. And I said that to say the gifts of the Spirit come when we're baptized in the Holy Ghost and they're empowerments that are for other people. But the fruits of the Spirit are for all of us. And, and so we have this, this element of faith placed in us when we're born again. But I do think we have a little bit of a, um, an ability to have a moral conviction about a religious truth when someone tells us about God or the word. That's how Abraham or Isaac or Jacob got to know God. Amen. God showed himself or spoke to them or had someone speak to them from God. And then they were able to choose to believe. And yeah, by faith, good. they accomplished stuff. And it wasn't only the people that followed after God. There were the, the Ruths or the Rahabs that heard about God, saw what he did, and then they had faith. So, Amen. That's can, good. You know, like I said, when we start trying to separate it, sometimes it can cause potentially a little bit of confusion. But just know that uh, God gave us a portion of his faith. Correct. And uh, it's, it's a supernatural thing. And so when I got born again, then I start living my life. You know, the Bible says that I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And this life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so my whole life, you know, four times in the Bible, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. But Habakkuk says the just shall live by his faith. And so it's important to God that after I get saved by faith, which is a free gift of God that he gives to me through grace, that he gives me this faith. And I always look at faith as kind of like a muscle. And it's something that I have to develop. It's something that I have to use. Mm. But it's something that helps me keep connected to God. Um, I don't ever, I don't want to be a sluggard in the things of God, which means all I do is just read and go to church. When he gives me the measure of faith, what he's telling me is, is that, Jack, if you will continue, if you will use your faith in every area of your life, and uh, I like the way that, that, you know, Oral Roberts was described. It's like Brother Roberts used his faith like a mechanic used a tool or like a painter used a paintbrush. He used it on purpose. He used it specifically in every area. And we're supposed to use our faith in every area of my life. It's not like, well, Lord, uh, you know, you just take care of the big stuff and I'll take care of the small stuff. It's a matter of me using my faith with my children. It's using my faith in my marriage. It's using my faith in my finances. It's using my faith by even just making God, um, asking what does he think that I should do and me just not doing what I want to do and asking him to bless it. And I, I love how the word of God teaches about faith because it makes it very clear that like if you were just to read the, it's not about versions, but just the King James version and you were to look in the Strong's, which is, gives you all sorts of areas where a word is in the Bible. The King James tells us, I'm, by using the King James, the strong tells us actually, that the word faith is only in there as the Israelites having no faith in Deuteronomy and then in Habakkuk. 
where it says the just shall live by his faith. That word faith only appears, faithful appears in there a lot. Mm. Faithfulness, faithlessness, but faith only appears in the Old Testament like two times. And then in the New Testament, though, he refers to all these people in the Old Testament as having faith. So he's been teaching them faith. He was wanting to get faith into them because it was the currency of heaven. He wanted them to live by faith. It was very important that they live by faith. And he was prophesying that they would live by faith, that the just would live by faith. And then he began to show the disciples and everyone how he'd been teaching them faith and what he wanted them to do with that faith and how little faith was not going to produce anything but everybody didn't have to brag about how much faith they had because everyone was going to be given a measure of faith and that we would take that measure of faith hear the word hear the word and grow it so that we could do even greater things than jesus did that's good amen well hey we're going to take a quick break and uh, let you know some things happening at west houston christian center give you a chance to sow and to give pastor michelle and i will be right back Hey, welcome back. Pastor Michelle and I are continuing our study on the gifts of faith. And uh, so far, what we've been talking about is, you know, the gift of faith is different than other types of faith. The Bible, there's I'm sure there's many more than four, but we're going to give you four ways that the Bible tries to differentiate between what these different faiths are. And uh, the first faith we talked about was saving faith. We all got saved. Someone came to us. They shared the gospel, the good news of who Jesus Christ was. Uh, we used our free will. We believed it. And we became what the Bible calls born again. We were instantly transformed from dead to life, from darkness to light. And uh, we become born again. This second kind of faith or what we would call a living faith is the faith that we use in our everyday life. And it's the faith that when I pray to God, the Bible says that I need to believe that I receive. Well, what's believing to receive? Faith. I am using my faith on purpose that I can receive from God. I can hear from God. You know, all the gifts, all these things that we're even talking about, the only way that they operate is by faith. Yeah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It is the confidence of things hoped for. It is the conviction of things not seen. It's really good. You know, something that Pastor Steve and I talked about a few even months ago on the broadcast was is that there's a misconception about the Holy Spirit that we could just be sitting there and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes on us and we lose control of our faculties, of our of our emotions uh, of our body that somehow we become possessed by the Holy Spirit and we can't control what we're doing. And, and it cannot be more of an opposite. You know, the gifts of the Spirit, and we kind of talked about this a few weeks ago, when we come into a, a service at West Houston Christian Center and everybody is filled, which means that we all come with our tanks topped off with the Holy Ghost, that we come filled we are producing an atmosphere through faith and expectancy for these gifts to operate. And, uh, but I still have to operate in them by faith. Yes. I still just can't say, you know, I'm just okay, Lord, I'm just waiting for you. What I'm doing is I am stopping, I am listening, I am looking inward, and I am asking the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times when I step up to the pulpit, and what I've been noticing is word of wisdom has been operating more than it's ever operated before. And so I'm, I don't, I don't sit over in my seat and say, Oh God, please give me word of wisdom or word of knowledge today. What we want to do is we want to pray for the body, which is what Pastor Michelle and I do. What does the body need? You know, and whatever the body needs, that's the gift, that's the gift that's going to manifest. Right. We, we believe in God and that is faith. Faith, um, um, 
It's impossible to please God without faith, for we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of him who diligently seeks him. So we believe God is living and real and our God. And we believe that he will reward us as we diligently seek him. We diligently seek him. And then when we get up to do anything for him, we expect him to move as he sees fit, That's as good. he wills. And then he will begin to move in the gifts of the spirit whenever someone has a need because he loves them. Amen. That's really good. So your living faith is different. We all have a living faith. You know, if 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 you had to have the gift of faith in order for your prayers to be answered, there'd be a whole lot of people that didn't get their prayers answered because Correct. you'd have to operate in that gift in order to get it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so we all have faith. We all have the ability to go to the throne room of God and ask and believe and pray mm -hmm. and confess. And that's how that living faith, that living faith grows, though, same way that your saving faith does. It all comes from the word of God. And when I spend time in the word and I find out what the Bible says I can have, then I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can become what the word of God says that I can become, not because of something I did, but because of everything that Jesus did. And when I believe in faith in what that word says, I get this thing called revelation knowledge. And when I get revelation knowledge, then there's a transfer of ownership. The word actually instructs me on what I'm supposed to do and I can take ownership of it. Excellent. I was just thinking about how it says in Romans, I don't want to misquote it, but the, how the word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in our heart. God has just such a desire to get everything to us. He wants us to be able to operate in the spirit realm so we can access our inheritance. We can access everything we need. We can get victory for this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So he gives us everything we need when we receive him. So that measure of faith is given to us. And from there, we can build it as much as we want to by hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. That's really and get good. victory on any in any area, in any circumstance yeah. and over the enemy every time because he's. He's put the enemy under our feet. That's he's really the good. head, we're the body. The enemy's under his feet. And until he's, um, un it says, uh, until the enemy's made his footstool, That's he's good. sitting waiting to come back. We are to keep the enemy under his feet. We're to defeat the enemy by speaking the word, by faith that God will do what he said he would do, that his word is true. That's really good. I think one of the best ways to kind of differentiate between the gift of faith and just a living faith just like in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit fell and flames of tongues of flame appeared above all the disciples' heads, no, they all didn't get the gift of tongues. They all got their prayer language. Um, just as the gift of tongues is different from just your regular prayer language, just because I have a prayer language and pray in tongues doesn't mean that I operate in the gifts of tongues. Right. No more than just because I have faith or I'm believing God for something means that I'm going to operate in the gift of faith. Yeah, so, so I can operate in faith, but then when the Lord needs me to operate in the gift of faith, as he wills, he will put that on me and I receive this supernatural That's faith good. to believe for the impossible. That's good. That's really, really good. Uh, and then finally, uh, the Bible talks about um, the fruit of faith. Mm. And in Galatians, uh, we all know are familiar with the fruit of the spirit and it's love and it's joy and it's peace and it's long suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And really that word faith in there is faithful. And uh, when I become born again, and I'm so glad I don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that I can start developing immediately in the fruit of the Spirit that Pastor Michelle talked about. 
as soon as I got born again, I got access to love and joy and peace and all those things. And I began to develop those fruit. Well, one of the fruit of the spirit is faith or faithfulness. But once again, that's not the gift of faith. Faithfulness or faith comes through my consistency, me developing. See, the fruit of the spirit is there to develop my character. The gifts of the spirit are there to give me power to do what God has called me to do, to help other people. Mm -hmm. And also a good way to distinguish the two, you know, I I don't develop the fruit of the spirit for, so that it can be on display in a corporate setting. I want you to notice that most of the time that the gifts of the spirit are in operation, yes, they do operate individually, but it's for the whole church. It is to edify the whole body. Um, When I am developing, it's important for me I think we should be developing just as much in the fruit of the Spirit as we do in the gifts of the Spirit because that'll help keep me balanced. You know, if I operate uh, in word of wisdom and word of knowledge, but I don't have any love in me, it can come off as prideful. It can come off as, hey, look what I can do is more of a show-off type of a thing. But when I'm developing in all of the gifts of the Spirit, you know, Jesus, you know, was love personified. And when he would operate in the gifts of the Spirit, you know, I, I'm just keep thinking of the woman at the well. And here's a woman that came to him and and they have this dissertation about who the Messiah is and where they should worship. And uh, uh, she um, asked a question of Jesus and Jesus says, well, go, go tell, go get your husband and come back and I'll tell to you. And, you know, she goes, well, I have no husband. And Jesus, using the gifts of the spirit, says, I know you have no husband. And the five that you've lived with before, you know, you were married five times and the one you're living with now, you're not married to. But you know what? He said it in such a way that it drew her to him. It didn't repel her from him. That love that he had, because the way that he said it and that she knew that he loved her, even though he just met her, it drew her to him. And you have one of the greatest, probably unwritten revivals that took place because the Bible says, the whole city came back and all of them came to Jesus and Jesus was able to lead them in the way of salvation. I was just thinking about how God gives us all gifts and a calling. And in giving that to us, it can't be taken away. So we might even, as the Lord wills, be able to operate in a gift. But if we do it without the fruit, the character of God, the fruit of the spirit, we can just be arrogant. We can we can be powerful, but we can hurt people. Um, I think that's why God placed the love chapter, Corinthians 13, between the two chapters that talk about the gifts the most, which are Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14. So in between is this love chapter. But then isn't it also so powerful that of the fruit of the Spirit, one of them is listed as faith in the mm-hmm. sense that it's it's faithfulness is an excellent spirit yeah. or it's excellent character. Right. So in order to operate in in the gifts of the spirit as well, God it's the only one of the it's the only one of the fruits that's duplicated in the gifts yeah. in the, in name wise. That's good. To say the of the fruit of the spirits there's nine and one of them is faith. And of the nine gifts that one of them is the gift of faith. They're two different things, but there's not a gift of love and a fruit of love. There's not a gift of patience and a right. fruit of love. That's I good. mean a fruit of patience. So I think that's also very strategic of the Lord to say, it's very important. I put love between these gifts. Amen. And it's also very important that you have excellent character when you operate 
in the gifts. Amen. Excellent character will carry you. Excellent character will help people more than you just showing off with your gift and how much you know about God, but you didn't love them. You weren't patient with them. You Amen. weren't gentle with them. Amen. That's so good. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And this is where we're getting this today. Um, to another wonder-working faith by the same Holy Spirit, to another extraordinary powers of healing by the one Spirit. And then the first part of verse 10, to another the working of miracles. And, uh, you know, when we're talking about the power gifts, uh, it talks about to another faith by the same Spirit. It is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit to receive a miracle. It does not work a miracle, but passively receives a miracle. I wrote this down. One can supernaturally and against all odds believe God for a miracle. Amen. That is the gift of faith. The gift of faith, as Michelle described already, you know, these gifts work together. And first you have to have faith to even believe God for a miracle. Amen. The gift of faith comes on us and that gift of faith, like she did with Jack, she said, I'm going to believe God for the gift of faith because I am not going to let anything that's being prophesied over my son. And they were even trying to prophesy things about his future, you know, of, of things that he might not be able to do or limitations and things like that. And that gift of faith came up upon her so that we could believe God for a miracle. And Jack never, ever developed one issue. He is a strong, healthy, you know, vibrant 21-year-old man and has had no limitations in his life at all. Right. I, I will say that the enemy does tempt you along the way. Like he'll lie to you and say when they get a cold, oh, this and that. But we would just take our authority and he got stronger and stronger through his young years and... You know, there was no adverse effect of him being born young. There was no, you know, stunt in his growth, nothing. You know, he has a yeah. normal growth and health. And yeah, I think Jack was only five pounds for about 20 minutes. Because- oh, yeah, that's almost funny <laughs> because sometimes I would get a little like, oh, I'd look in the children's department. It seemed like the, ba- the the sweet nursery ministers would not hold my baby very often. They'd put him in one of those seats because he went from like just five pounds to like 19 pounds in three months. Yeah. He got so big so fast. <laughs> yeah. Super miracle grow <laughs> for children. That's the miracle working power of God <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. So there was nothing to hinder and, or anything like that at all. And that gift of faith comes upon you and it's a supernatural thing. I mean, it's as if God, I really love the way that Brother Hagen described it. It is really God honoring your word as if it was his own. Mm. And I think God gave us a choice you know, are you going to believe what the doctors are saying? Are you going to believe what your family is saying? Are you going to believe what your nurses are saying? And they're all good intentioned. And, you know, they're coming at it from their perspective. But see, God has a higher perspective. And if we will dare to stand on the word of God um, at all costs, you will see some of the greatest miracles, greatest harvest, uh, some of the most spectacular things you've ever seen in your life. And we have a choice. You don't get overtaken by one of the gifts of the Spirit. It didn't come over me and say, if you don't do this, I could have chosen not to operate in that. But God had a destiny for my son, and that was my assignment among many things within my assignment, you know, Amen. being a wife and, and being a pastor now. But that was a very significant part of my assignment to be a mother. And yeah. I had birthed a child, and I had an assignment to train him up in the admonition of the Lord or train him up in the way he should go and raise him in the admonition of the Lord. Amen. And so... It came over me and I knew 
that I was to do this. That's I knew good. that I was to believe God and speak life, that he would live and not die, and, and that he would accomplish whatever God had for him to accomplish. That's so I would good. never have laid down to that because of that revelation as well. But I chose to operate in what God was bringing to me because it was precious to me and important for my son's life. Yeah, I think, and and Smith Wigglesworth kind of points this out whenever the gift of faith is in in play. It says, faith is always accompanied by peace. Faith always rests. Faith laughs at impossibilities. And I'll have to say that, well, how do you know that you are operating in the gift of faith? Because there was such a peace yes. in the midst of everything that we were doing. There was never a, a fear right. or a, you know, it was, it was almost a supernatural grace that was on us during that time. And, you know, in hindsight, maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. But, you know, when you're in it, when you're a, a new mom and you're new to the things of faith sometimes, you know, to us, it was a life or death situation. And that's how we treated it. And maybe I didn't even fully recognize it at the time. It was through sharing things along the way with people. I even had a midwife for my third child, Luke, and I was telling her about the scenario and she said, oh, I would never have let you do that. Meaning, you know, just be doing so much activity. But it it was like I was under something supernatural to yeah. operate on behalf of my child's victory. And so I was able to do much more than someone might or not just be able to do, but maybe would be wise. You should rest a little bit more. You should recover a little bit more. Because I tell mothers all the time, you know, it takes nine months to, to, for the Lord to create this human being in you and you need to let your body have some time to rest and recuperate and, and rejuvenate and heal. So you don't need to be going doing a whole bunch of stuff. Let your body heal. But in that two weeks, I had a supernatural power from God, a supernatural gift yeah, of faith, working a little bit with the working of miracles to see his victory. Amen. Uh, last statement, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, the gift of faith comes when your faith comes to an end. Mm. When our natural faith, when our faith comes to an end, that's where that gift of faith steps in and it helps carry us over into believing God for something that in the natural looks totally impossible. You know, the whole Bible is filled with people that did the impossible. And, uh, you know, it's where our faith ends is where his faith kicks in and helps us carry it over. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of the broadcast. I'm going to ask Pastor Michelle to, uh, we like to do a salvation call at the end of every message. And so whatever's in your heart, if someone's never received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, if you want to know about saving faith, well, this is it. And uh, I'm going to have her lead us in our prayer today. Well, you've been hearing the word. And if you've never received Jesus as your Savior, as your personal Lord and Savior, he wants relationship with you. Actually, it's God, our Father, who's one with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, who wants that relationship relationship reconciled with you. Because anything that we do that errs in this world, sin, mistakes, missing the mark is sin. And sin separates us from God. But God made a way for everyone to be able to be reconciled to him through Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ paid the penalty for our sin and made a way. He made a bridge. So the only way to be reconciled to God is through Jesus. And so I'm just going to invite you today to say a prayer to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And in doing so, when you speak with your mouth, like I was saying before, the word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. If you will confess with me that Jesus is the Son of God, that God um, not only sent him to the earth, but Jesus died on the cross and then God raised him from the dead. And then choose to believe that in your heart by the fact that we have historical proof of it and we're reading the word to you right now, then you will be saved. Amen. So just repeat this after me. God, God. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. For sending your son, Jesus. For sending your son, Jesus. That I would have. That I would have. The ability. The ability. To be reconciled to you. To be reconciled to you. No matter what I've done. No matter what I've done. Through believing in him. Through believing in him. And what he did for me. And what he did for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For dying. For dying. And thank you, God. Thank you, God. For raising him from the dead. For raising him from the dead. To give me. To give me. The ability. The ability. To have victory. To have victory. Over my sin. Over my sin. And have relationship with you, God. And have relationship with you. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. Live big in me. Live big in me. Direct my path. Direct my path. Direct me to a good church. Direct me to a good church. Show me. Show me. What I don't know. What I don't know. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my sins. I receive my salvation. I receive my salvation. My reconciliation. My reconciliation. To God the Father. To God the Father. Thank you that I am now adopted. Thank you that I'm now adopted. Into the family of God. Into the family of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you've said that for the first time, then it says in the word in John chapter 1, verse 12, as many as receive him, he gave them the right to become children of God for those who believe on his name. And you've done that today. So you are now a child of God. And we are so excited that you're part of the family. And we would love to hear about it. So go to our website at westhoustonchristian.com and go in, even if it's just the prayer section, and let us know that you got born again today. Because we're excited and we rejoice and we want to get some materials to you as well. God bless you. Amen. Well, this is Pastors Jack and Michelle. Uh, we will continue in our study of the gifts of the Spirit. We hope that you... Um, have a little bit more revelation on the gift of faith. And uh, we'll be back with you next week. Uh, we love you and we look forward to seeing you. Jesus is Lord.